Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Shall we just say a word of prayer before we get into the word of God this morning? Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for giving us this time and opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you, Father, for bringing us into this place, Lord, to be able to come together just to worship you, Lord, Father, as a church, as a fellowship, Lord. Father, even as we get ready to listen to your word, Lord, we pray that you would prepare our hearts, you would prepare our minds, Lord. Lord, help us to hear, Lord, Father, Lord, and help us to see, Lord, what you want us to see and hear. Lord, help us to go back and transform people from this place, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and minister to all of us. Lord. We thank you. We praise you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, you know, a survey, a um, long time ago, you know, survey, the results of that survey literally said this, you know, that when, whenever there's someone in conversation, uh, one of the things, you know, that they end up ultimately talking about when they don't have anything else to talk about was the weather. So I decided that, you know, in the few minutes that we have this morning, I'd like to talk to you about the weather. Is that okay? In fact, I've titled my message today as, um, What's the Weather? Um, Some of you are thinking, I'm not sure that's what I want to listen to this Sunday morning. Hold your peace, I'll I'll get into what I'm trying to say. Uh, One of the apps on my mobile phone, which I like to use, okay, it's not my the favorite app, but that's an app that I regularly go to, is the weather app on my phone. And uh, the reason is because, uh, well, I enjoy cycling. I don't look like a cyclist, but you know, um, I enjoy cycling. And one of the things that I like to do, probably night, every night before I go to bed, and even early morning, you know, at 3:34 in the morning when I wake up, is I like to look at the weather and you know what the weather forecast, you know, for that particular morning would be. And if it's not raining, I would love to, you know, just get out on the cycle, you know, go cycling for a few kilometers and come back. And uh, you know, re- recently. Uh, the Apple company, you know, they released a major update called iOS 15 on their iPhones and the iPads off late. And one of the major updates that they did was on the weather app where they actually had more details, you know, to the, um, you know, the, the, the information that was given on that weather app. It had, you know, the UV index and the precipitation, a lot of those finer details was there. But here's something about that weather app. The weather app always is able to tell me based on the climate that's present on that day, what the forecast of that weather is going to look like. In other words, you know, if it's a sunny day, it's going to tell me, you know, uh, this particular time of this day, it's going to be like really hot. And, you know, if it's like a rainy season, it's going to tell me, you know, this time of the day, it's going to rain pretty, uh, you know, heavily. And, um, you know, it kind of is able to forecast and tell me exactly what's on that weather report on that particular day. In fact, you know, here's something that I want us to remember this morning. The climate dictates the forecast. Based on the climate that's present, that's what the forecast is going to look like. Now I'm surely you're thinking about, you know, Danny, why are you getting into extreme detail about this? Hold your peace. We're going to get into, you know, in just a few minutes what I'm going to really talk to you about. What I have to share this morning I promise you this right from the upfront. 
has the potential to change you and to change some things about the relationships that you have in your life you see here's what i know about all of you here every one of you present here here's something that i can you know 100% say about you all of you have a collection of relationships isn't that true you you know and here's the thing about that we need to understand about every relationship that we have there's a climate associated with every one of those relationships there's a current climate associated with your marriage there's a current climate associated with the family relationships that you have there's a current climate associated with your boss with the people that you work with there's a current climate associated with your mother and here's the last one that i could think of okay there's a current climate associated with your mother in law out and we all have these relationships and we have these climates as associated with these relationships what do i mean there's a principle at work you know in these relationships and the principle of this is simply this the climate of your relationship dictates the forecast of your relationship for example if i were to show you the you know a marriage husband and a wife that's very hostile towards each other you know they're very bitter and they're very angry towards each other i'm sure without a second you know without a fraction of a second you could predict to me what the forecast of that marriage was going to look like isn't that true you know and, and let me give you a quick quick two reasons you know why you know you're able to forecast or you're able to predict the forecast of that number one you're really smart so pat yourself on the back man i'm really smart i can really predict that number two you know this principle is at work in those relationships the climate of that relationship dictates predicts the forecast of that relationship okay we picked on the married people now let's go to the young people let's say some of you young people you got a really bad result you know you wrote your exams your results came and i'm sure many of you are not like me you flunk your exams and you have to report this results to your parents what are you going to do as soon as the results come hey dad mom i you know i flunked my exams is that what you're going to say or would you take one step back try to figure out you know what the climate of your parents emotions are like maybe they just had a fight i mean you know your dad and mom just had a severe fight and your dad is sitting in the living room all angry your mom is in the kitchen probably throwing the you know the the whatever around and you got this bad result in your hand and you're wondering should i go to my dad or should i go to my mom because here's what you know and here's what i know the climate that's present there will dictate the forecast of what your conversation is going to look like young people let's pick on the married people now let's say you know maybe you know some of us married men we love to go out we're planning a trip women also can let's say you know you're planning a trip you know you want to go out and you got to get permission from your spouse what are you going to do are you just going to outrightly you know go out and say that hey um you know the guys are you know planning a trip can i go married men are looking at me danny you don't want to do this please invite me for that next one i'll come 
But here's what, you know, here's what we do. We always, you know, look for the climate, you know, that's present there. And can I introduce this word to you this morning? The emotional climate. We look at the emotional climate of that person at that particular point of time. Where we want to bring up this conversation. Where we want to talk about something. And then based on, you know, whether they're good emotional climate or whether they're in a bad emotional climate, we decide whether or not whether we want to go forward with what we want to converse with them. Isn't that true? Why? Because you know this principle to be too. The climate of your, the emotional climate of your relationship dictates the forecast of that relationship. Isn't it true that in all the relationships that we have, there's at least one, maybe not, maybe more, relationships that has a really bad emotional climate present. You know, some of us, you know, we come to this place, we come before the Lord and we ask the Lord in prayer, Lord, I wish the emotional climate of my parents would change. I wish the emotional climate of my husband would change. I wish the emotional climate of my wife would change. I wish, you know, things would be so much better relationally between us simply because of the emotional climate that they're carrying. You know what's scary about emotional climates? Is that people can't see what emotional climate they have within themselves. They can't. You know, a um, couple of years ago, I remember, uh, you know, while we were still here, you know, a part of the youth ministry, there was these two girls, you know, that got into a pretty bad fight in the church. I mean, not like physical fight, okay, just, just relax. Right? But they, they, you know, they had like, you know, a pretty bad fight and they were not talking to each other. You know, they were like on their own, on, you know, two separate turfs. And I managed to, you know, go and meet one of the girls that was there. And we, you know, in, a, in the midst of our conversation, I just simply asked her, so are you angry? And she looks at me, you know, with this, you know, this kind of look on her face and she says, I'm not angry. Okay. And, 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 you know, little later in you know as we conversing and I'm said maybe you're a little upset I'm not upset I'm not angry I'm not upset I've forgiven her I've released her I've done what it's not now it's up to her to decide what she wants to do and I'm sitting right in front of her and I'm wondering can she not see that she's angry and she's upset she just couldn't because I tell you this people cannot see the emotional climate that they are in. They can't. All of us know this to be true, isn't it? We know what it's like to be around someone who's having a bad emotional climate, don't we? Some of you young people, when you go into college, you know there's always that one professor in your college who's always having, he seems to have just, he or she seems to have just one emotional climate. It's always bad. And every time, you know, the, the, the whole thought of, you know, approaching that person, that professor always scares you. Why? Because you know or you can predict what the forecast is going to look like. Isn't that true? Some of us, we have relationships, you know, with, uh, with our friend circle, with, you know, the classmates, with our work people. And we know that, you know, somehow they always have this one emotional bad climate that's there within them. And you're always taking two extra careful steps before you actually go and try to converse with them. Isn't that true? Now, here's something that I know about you as well. All of you have an emotional climate. All of you have an emotional climate. And, and here's the thing about, you know, the emotional relation climate that we have. We carry this climate wherever we go. 
We carry with it, you know, when we go to our colleges, when we, we carry this emotional climate within ourselves, when we go to our workplace, we carry this emotional climate wherever we, we bring it back when we come back home, you know, from our workplace. We bring it, we bring that emotional climate back when we walk in into a Bible study. Some of you, you know, you have come into this church this morning with that emotional climate. Each of us, we have an emotional climate. And the truth about both me and you is that the emotional and relational climate that we carry dictates the forecast of our relationship with other people. And that is why it's so important to understand, you know, the core of what I'm trying to share this morning. It's a simple message, I promise you this. But I promise you that if you can take home and, you know, do what I'm going to ask you to do in a couple of minutes, it will change you and it will change the relationships that God has placed around you to become all that God wants it to be. You know, one of the most important things that God has given to you and me is the relationships that God has placed around us. You know, in fact, one day when Jesus was walking around, you know, somebody asked him, Hey Jesus, what's the greatest commandment that you can give? What's the greatest commandment amongst there all? And he said, there are just simply two greatest ones. And he, the first one was, love the God, love God with all of your heart, mind, soul and strength. And the second one is as the first one, love your neighbor as you love yourself. In other words, you know, here's what Jesus was saying. It's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. That's what there is to, you know, that we need to understand. And here's what, you know, I believe our Heavenly Father really desires from you and from me. Here's what He desires to get. He wants our relationship with Him and the relationship that God has placed around us to be intact and to be secure and to be fruitful in the relationship that He's placed around us. Now, what's interesting is God has given us a clear warning. He's given us a clear warning in regard to this particular issue. In fact, let me say this, you know, he's been speaking about this for years together. And what I want to do, you know, is to show you for the first time in human recorded history where God, our Heavenly Father, addresses this issue. And I also want to show you what will happen when the warning that God gives is ignored. Okay. And before we get into that, I also want to say this. I want to send you out all this morning with an assignment. Is that okay? Some of you young people are looking at me, oh please. Church is the last place. We already have so many assignments that we're talking about. Relax. It's a simple one. In fact, let me tell you this, you know, if you're, if you're willing to take up this assignment with me for the next seven days, you know, that's coming up this next seven days, okay, I promise you it will change you and your relationships as you know it. It's a simple one. Can I tell you what's the good thing about this assignment? It doesn't require any money. In fact, it's so easy that the minute you step out of this hall and you're going up on the way to the terrace or some of you who run off from without going up to the terrace, whatever suits you, okay? Okay, you can start practicing this assignment as soon as you leave this hall. But let me tell you something about this assignment, what it will require of you. It will require tremendous courage of you to do this assignment. It will take a lot of courage to do that. It will take a lot of humility on your part to go and do this assignment. And can I tell you the last part? It will take a lot of you to become really vulnerable to actually go forward and do this assignment. Okay. But let me tell you this. If you do this, I promise you that it can be the breakthrough of that one difficult or you know, more than one difficult relationship that you've been going through with. 
it could be the starting breakthrough of that relationship if you're willing to take this assignment up by itself and what we're going to do is we're going to look at very specifically a family relationship and most of you know the story it's very well told it's very well known okay we've heard the story for so long it's specifically between two brothers famous brothers Cain and Abel right two brothers and we're going to look at their relationship okay you find the story in the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 2 to 5 Now Abel was a keeper of sheep Cain was a tiller of the ground and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat and the Lord respected Abel and his offering but he did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was angry and his countenance fell You know this part of the story don't you Abel and Cain two brothers both are you know going about doing their own business and they decide that you know they want to bring an offering to the lord cain brings a very casual offering to the lord but abel decides that you know before god i want to bring the best that i can bring he brings the first of his firstborn and he offers it to the lord and it's very clearly what's mentioned there god accepted abel and his offering but god rejected cain and his offering i want you to think about that one particular sentence for just a moment I wonder how many of us you know we come into the presence of God with an attitude like that of Cain. You know we 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 very well when you when you look on the outside it looks very holy it looks very pious it looks very religious. You know many of us you know we we are very pious when it comes to attending our prayer meetings. We are very pious you know when it comes to you know attending our church Sunday morning meetings or you know in name it and you're there. And Cain too was in the presence of the Lord he brought an offering to the Lord. But do you know can I tell you this church this morning God is not interested in what kind of offering you bring to the Lord he's not you know what he's interested in he's interested in your heart the only thing that God is looking at is in your heart listen is your heart right when you come into the presence of God you know even this morning many of us you know we were worshiping the Lord I wonder how many of us you know really meant up the lyrics that was put up over here and the worship team was leading up and how many of us you know we're literally coming before God and singing those songs you know from within our heart or were we just doing a lip service and just singing the song because the, you know the the tune sounded really good It does not matter what kind of offering you bring to the Lord as long as your heart is intact and the reason why God rejected Cain was because his heart was not in the right place He said hey anything before God is fine As long as I am not disturbed by you know the things that I'm doing I can just come and go you know whenever I like and as I like before the presence of God and God can I tell you this may not accept it all the time But here's what I want us to notice you know about this story What I want us to notice you know is the emotional climate of Cain Cain's offering is rejected and you know where what does Cain become Is Cain happy? What's he become? This is just a trick question to make sure that you know we are on the same page. What's Cain become? He's become angry. Can you say that loud loudly? He's become He's become angry. He's become really angry. And now look at look at what happened. Genesis chapter 4 verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen?" Can I tell you this right up front? God will never ask you a question to get information. Just to be clear. It's not like God did not know that Cain was angry. Do you know why God was asking Cain this particular question? Because here's something that Cain did not realize and here's something that we need to realize. We cannot 
predict or we cannot tell what our emotional climate is like and god stops cain in his tracks and he tells him listen cain if there's something that i want you to be aware of is your emotional climate right now you are really really angry and can i tell you this church some of us you know we need a climate change in our relationships isn't that true we want to see a change in the emotion climate you know of the people that is placed around us we want to see you know a, a, a real difference you know in the emotions that the people around us or the close family or the close you know people that is there around us we want them to see to change can i tell you what the first step to change is the first step to change is to realize your own emotional climate and that's what god is trying to do here with cain and he's asking him listen why are you angry why is your face downcast you know why 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 is he, why you you know downcast like this but cain did not see that in himself genesis chapter 4 verse 7 god goes on to say if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you should rule over it in some translations you know that last part it says you should rule over it it says you know you should master it and can i tell you this is this is such a huge gift that our heavenly father is giving to cain and his heavenly father is giving to you and to me it's a huge gift that god is giving to you know both you and me you know the uh, here's here's you know what here's what god is saying and i don't want you to miss this if you don't master your emotions your emotions will master you if you don't master your emotions your emotions will master you and you know Here's what God is saying listen son I want you to understand this if you don't master this anger that you have it's going to lead you to a path that is very destructive and you know this is this is something you know God wants us to be constantly aware of the emotional climate that we are carrying do you know why and can i tell you this what God is saying here is completely opposite of what the world is telling us you know what the world tells us The world tells us you know go by your feelings you know do what you feel like go just go ahead you know if you feel like doing it go ahead and do it It's complete contrast in what God is saying God is saying listen don't be led by your feelings but learn to master your emotions learn to master your feelings Because if you don't it will lead you into some place destructive Here's what God is saying Be aware of your emotions don't become your emotions and i think this is probably one of the reasons why many marriages struggle i think this is one of the reasons why do you know why because when you know we allow our emotions to take over us you know maybe you're upset with someone and about something that they said and maybe something that they did you're upset you're hurt you're angry you know what happens if you don't learn to master those emotions and keep it under control those emotions take over us and they dictate can i tell you this the forecast of your relationship with that person and here's what god is saying listen if you don't learn to master your emotions your relationship will end up being just that emotion i mean imagine you know let's let's you know give let me give you an example let's say you know there's this person who's hurt with someone who's really upset and hurt with someone and 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 you know they they they're so emotionally and wounded and hurt that you know every time they come across that person you know what's going to happen come on what's going to happen are they going to be happy oh wow you know i've not seen you for a while what's going to happen they're going to avoid they're going to avoid they're going to stay away they're going to make sure that you know we never come into the same place again where i give you a chance to hurt me again i give you a chance to upset me again 
Why? Because we are driven by our emotions and we allowed our emotions to master us. And therefore, you know what happens? I want you to look at, you know what happens here with Cain. Okay. Can you look at Genesis chapter 4 verse 8? Before we get into Genesis 4 8, I want you to remember Genesis 4 7, God is still speaking. Imagine God talking to you. Just imagine that for a moment, okay? God is like, you know, really pouring out his heart before you and you're, you know, you're standing there with all this emotion in your mind and in your heart. Do you think you can respond to God? What did Cain do? Genesis 4.8. 4.7, God is speaking. Genesis 4.8. Cain completely disregarded God, completely avoided God, completely did not even regard anything that God said. And here's what he does. Cain talked with his Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that they were in the field. Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Emotions can kill or heal your relationships. It can. And if you're not careful to master the emotions, you know, that we're carrying, can I tell you what will happen? It will happen to us just like it happened to Cain. Cain had become so insensitive to God that, you know, he couldn't hear what God was saying. You know, he had completely, you know, his emotions had blinded him from listening to anything that God has to say. And that's a big challenge and a big question that I want to ask some of us this morning. Is it possible that this morning, you know, maybe there was a time when you had a strong, intimate relationship with God, but somehow over the last couple of weeks, maybe some of the last couple of months or maybe even years, you've not been able to listen to the voice of God. Hey, God has been speaking. But have you been listening or have you been so overwhelmed with your emotions that you've become so insensitive you can't hear what God is saying anymore? And that's the place that Cain had reached. Why? Because he had allowed his emotions to take control. And what happened? Not only did he cut off himself from God, he killed off a relationship that he had with his brother which was never to come back again. Isn't it true, church? That some of us, we have allowed our emotions to get the better of us. That we have killed off certain relationships in our lives simply because we couldn't master the emotions that we were carrying. This is why this is such a powerful thing. Genesis 4.9 Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? This is a famous saying that you know we've heard for years and years together, isn't it? But where was, Abel, where was Cain? He had come to a place where his relationship with God had pumped. He couldn't hear what God was saying. He was no longer sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he had come to a place where he killed off that only relationship that he shared so closely with his own brother. Now, all this leads to the assignment I have for you this morning. Are you ready? Like I said earlier, this assignment is going to require three things of you. It's require, going to require a lot of courage. It's going to require, you know, a lot of humility on your part to humble yourself. And it's going to require for you to be extremely vulnerable at the hands of the person that you're going to bring this up with. Can I say this before we get into that? Uncontrolled emotions can kill your relationships. Here's a question that I want you to ask, you know, for the next seven days. Can you put it up? I don't know if it's clear on the screen. There's a question. Okay. I put it in bold. 
All right. There's a question that I want you to ask. And I want you to ask this question, you know, to three specific people in the area of your life. It can be, you know, someone who's close to in your family relationship. It can be, you know, one amongst your friend circle. It can be, you know, someone in your workplace as well. But you can go more than three. But I want to challenge you to ask at least three people this one particular question. And I'm telling you, it's not an easy one. If she's going to put it up or I'll... Okay, she's going to put it up in a moment. So I want you to build up that, you know, that, that excitement. Simple question, isn't it? What's it like to be around me? What's it like to be around me? You know, I remember hearing a similar question like this maybe around, you know, 14, 15 years ago. I was doing, you know, uh, this book, okay, um, with my accountability prayer partner. We were doing this book, why? Because we were trying to grow in the Lord. It's called The Measure of a Man by Gene A. Jets. I don't know if you've heard of that book. I hear there's a book by the same author for women as well. It's like a practical workbook. kind of goes, you know, through different qualities that's mentioned in the Bible. And it's a great book. If you can do it, amazing. But here's what he said, you know, in a sense, and he asked us, he challenged us, you know, when we were doing this book to go out and ask somebody, you know, what's it like to be around you? Why? Because here's, here's something that he mentioned. He said, you don't know what it's like to be married to you. You don't know what it's like to be your friend. You don't know what it's like to work under you. You don't know what it's like to work with you. Have you ever wondered what the people that God has placed around you is thinking about you. And I want to ask you, you know, keep, keep up that question there, don't, don't move it again. I want you to, you know, just, just look at this question for just a minute. It's not an easy question to ask, but it's a very powerful question. In fact, let me tell you this, if you're willing to take this up with me, for the next seven days, I'll tell you, Okay, it's going to, you know, be the beginning of a breakthrough, maybe with that one relationship or that, you know, number of difficult relationships that you have with that particular person. Maybe they're going to tell you something. And can I tell you this? Three things is going to happen when you ask this question. Three things are going to happen. Okay, if you're willing to take me up on this question, I promise you these three things will happen to you in these next seven days. You know what they are? Number one, you know, when you talk to somebody and you ask them this question, you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to give you something encouraging about you. And you'll be, you know, feeling really encouraged and you'll be like, wow, you know, man, I never thought, I never knew that. It's also going to give you something that's very surprising. You would have never realized that, you know, your friends actually thought about this about you. You know, your spouse actually had this about you. Okay. They're going to, you know, give you some surprising bit of information about you, which you never thought you had. And are you ready for the number three? Be prepared to get your feelings hurt. Be prepared to get your feelings hurt. Because I promise you, if they're going to be extremely truthful and bluntly truthful with you, they will tell you things which you're not ready to probably hear. How can I say this with any accuracy? Because I've been asking this question for a long time. In bits and pieces, you know, Many people would come and tell me, you know, certain things about me and it would take me time to process, you know, it would take me time to process and I would get hurt, I would get my feelings hurt and I would, you know, just go and, you know, shut myself and I would think that, man, that's not true. I've had sleepless nights because of some of the things that people have actually told me about me. But here's what I want you to do. For the next seven days, as you, you know, maybe, I don't know, take a pen, on your phone, jot down, you know, whatever the answers that you're going to collect. And here's what I want you to do with those answers. 
I want you to take those answers and I want you to bring it before God. I want you to bring it before God and I want you to, you know, lay it before God and I want you to ask God, these are some of the things that, you know, they're saying about me. When I look at them, Lord, I think 90% of it is not true. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe 85% of it is not true. But Lord, I don't know what to do with this remaining 10 or 15% that's there, Lord. And Lord, show me what I need to do with these things, you know, that they have told about me and I have no idea how I'm going to do this and I have no idea what I'm going to do about this situation or, you know, about these things that, you know, people have told about me. And Lord, I want you to do something to bring a change in those things that people have told about me. And can I tell you this, church? If you are willing to make that prayer, you know what God is going to do? He's going to run to your aid. He's going to come running to your aid. Why? Because man, He loves you so much. He doesn't want you, know, to, you know, to just struggle with these things that you're carrying inside of you. Because, do you know why God will run to you? Because, I don't know if you've realized in this book, you know, what we just read, Genesis chapter 4, there's another emotional climate that's at display there. And it's not, not that just of Cain. It's an emotional climate of our Heavenly Father. The emotional climate of our Heavenly Father is at display in this particular scene here. And you know what the emotional climate of our Father is? You know, the psalmist writes this in Psalms chapter 62, verse 11 to 12. One thing God has spoken. Two things I have heard that you, O God, are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. Strength and love. Strength and love. Strength and love are displayed right through the whole scriptures about God. You know, when God approached Cain, he approached him in strength first. He said, listen, this is sin. I can't accept this offering. But he also responded in love. He said, son, can you not see that you're angry? You see, you know, when, when God dealt with us, he dealt with us in the same way, did he not? When we came before him, in his strength, he said, listen, you, are, you have committed these sins. I can't accept you for the sins that you have done. But in love, how did he respond? He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, so that, you know, we could still have that strong relationship with our Lord and Heavenly Father. Strength and love, strength and love are displayed right through the whole scripture. And this is why, can I tell you this, when you ask this question to whoever that is it that you're going to ask this question to, what's it like to be around me? I promise you, when you take those answers, you heard, you know, some negative things about you, you heard some really bad things about you, you know, what they say that who you are. And you take it to the Lord in prayer and you say, Lord, Lord, this is who I am. This is who people say I am. I've never seen it in me. Why? Because you can't see your own emotional climate. That's why. But you bring it before God. I promise you this. God will run to your aid in love and he will start doing things that you've never seen before. I want to close with a personal story of mine. You know, I think it was um, probably 15, 16 years ago that I remember, you know, sitting down with Pastor Matthew and uh, I asked him this question. Hey, what's it like to be around me? And, and I remember, you know, he listed out, like I said, you know, some of them were encouraging, some of them were surprising. But sometimes, you know, when something that is hurting comes in, you don't remember any of the encouraging and the surprising thing that comes along with it, do you? 
and he brought this up and he said danny i've seen you in the church and you know you 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 stay out and you meet up with a lot of people out after church service is over but you don't seem to connect with them you know you're just talking but somehow you know you don't seem to be connecting with them and i remember you know walking out of that room feeling really hurt you know and feeling why can't i connect with people i'm talking to so many people why can't i connect with them what what's wrong with me what's holding me back from connecting with these people and i remember you know as i said this question i didn't know what to do i went to the lord i cried out to him in prayer and i said lord i want to learn how to connect with people it started 14 15 years ago and you know i started observing other people who i felt could connect with people i started reading books on it i started seeing a lot of videos on it and then i got married but you know what was the good thing about that she was a great connector she was a great connector she could just connect with people just like that and you know all of you who know me i'm a workaholic every time i get into conversation with somebody the first thing i love to ask is hey did you get the job done and you know so many times i've had conversations and i've come back and i've told her, she asked me did you talk to them and she would i would say yeah i spoke to them they got the work done you know that they're going through this did you ask them about that oh no i forgot how can you be so insensitive she asked me you know talk to them about their things first and then you ask about the work whether it's done or not and so many times i had to remind myself listen i need to you know find out their well being i need to find out you know how they are before i you know bring the work up there and then i talk to them that was 15 years ago 14 after marriage i'm not saying i've arrived yet i'm not saying that you know i connect really well with people to that all that extent but i think i've come a long way and here's what i want to ask you church this morning as we close in prayer Are you willing to be courageous enough? Are you willing to be humble enough? Are you willing to be, you know, vulnerable enough to go and ask someone who's closest to you and tell you, "Listen, this is who you are." And ask them to be blunt and truthful about, you know, your emotional climate that you're carrying and I promise you this. If you are willing to take that answer, not reject it, but take it, bring it before God, and I promise you God is going to come into your aid and help you to become all that healthy emotional and relational climate that you can possibly have can we look to the lord in prayer that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and I'm really hoping to see you next week.